walk on the right side of the wall, you'll see papers hanging out on the so wall. Like in the other like this high. Room? Yeah, it's like this high. Okay, we're going to start Sikha Yudalid. <coughs> I thought it was going to be simple. That was silly of me. Um, I thought we were going to be able to talk about one Indian, which is a big Indian, and then I realized there's another Indian we have to talk about. So we'll see if we get to the second Indian. First Indian we'll discuss first. So Sikha Yudalid, we mentioned this Sikha way back when, when we were talking about the Ish Kasher. So says Rabbi Nachman, and I quoted this to you, Menachem says in Sikha Yudalid, oh, perfect. Shkoyach. Oh, there's, oh, there's supposed to be two of them. Okay. The oh, push. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're a little off a regular game here. So Sikha Yudalid starts like this. Ani mekane ma'od ishkasher. Says Rabbi Nachman, I am jealous of an ishkasher. Now, we're not going to get into the jealousy. Of course, there's, there's a concept of kinnis so from tar There is a kosher, mutter, appropriate type of jealousy. We can talk about that another time. But Rabbi Nachman is jealous of an ish kasher. So this, this Chabur Azul Nishmas Chayim Miriam Bas Yosef Baruch and Nacha Bas Shlomo and Rafushan for Brian Delea Bas Yehudas Ariella. Thank you for the Tyberg family. In parentheses, he says, Shakur an Erlicha Yehudi. An Erlicha Yid. Rabbi Nachman says, I'm jealous of an Erlicha Yid. Why? Kinid Mesha Holech ben Adam imdakin vechar koshos veivorim keshar kololam. Because it appears as if he's walking like a regular human being with skin and limbs and bones and they translate it as guts. Not really sure why we have to have karkoshos, but he looks like a human being. He's walking around. Kishar Kolom, like everybody else. Vyafal Pikin, Be'emes? But even though he looks regular, Be'emes, who Inyan Acher Legamre. This Ishkasher is a totally different person. And you would never know, because looks are deceiving. When it comes to, when it comes to, <coughs> sorry, Kedusha and when it comes to the, the non physical world, Lavdafka, you're going to see anything. And very often, the most, the holiest people, it's not necessarily that you see them shuckling during Shemona Esrei. Adarab, sometimes the people who shuckle don't really have any kavani at all. And we get, we get seduced and we get tricked by looks. By what looks on the outside. Right? If you'd say to a person, can you please draw me a picture of a holy man? What will they inevitably draw? A man with a long white beard, maybe payas, maybe not depending, you know, where you come from. <clears throat> maybe a hat. And that is the depiction of, of, of holiness. That may be true, and maybe not be true. You could have a long white beard, which is a ganav, and you could have a clean-shaven tzaddik, kadosh True? So, when it comes to Kedush, when it comes to Dveikis, Ruchnius, spirituality, looks are deceiving. Because we're not speaking about a level of externality of physicality. We're talking about something on the inside. That you could be walking around looking like a regular person, but in truth, you're anything but. The Kedusha does not just have to be by the Kaisal Maravi and, and Kevarachu. 
Kedusha could be in any makam that you are standing. Any makam, you could, you could be standing anywhere outside. You could be standing in the middle of New York City with all the billboards and all the fancy stuff. And you could have your eyes closed and you could be thinking, you could have your eyes open and you could be thinking about a Kaddish Baruch That makam that you're in right there is Kaddish. Right? If you're connecting to a Kaddish Baruch in that place, Kedusha, Tveikis, Havada, but most people would say, nah, he's, he's in the city, he's no way. He's in a Makam Tumah. But you can make any Makam Tumah, Makam Kaddush, depending on what you're thinking about, what you're feeling. Not just what you're doing. So you have the sheet in front of you. This is actually from Lakut Imran, Tinyana, Kuftes Zion. So it's a little bit lengthy, but no, no, we'll read through it fast. Siper, Rabbi Nachman told over, <coughs> We mentioned this. He got to Eretz Yisrael. He traveled. It was a, a long, treacherous journey. But he did get to Eretz Yisrael at some point in his life. He was talking to some ex- distinguished, I was about to say extinguished, distinguished people there. That these people had lived in Europe and they made Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael. And this is in the 1700s. Kim and they told him, so before they were in Eretz, so when they were in Europe, they could not imagine, they couldn't even imagine that Eretz Yisrael was really a land. And remember, people in Europe did not see Eretz Yisrael, there was no phones, they didn't travel there back and forth a few times a year, they only heard about it from the Chumash. Could be they never even met a person who stepped foot in Eretz Yisrael. So from the Chumash, that's all they got. They felt that Eretz Yisrael was a different world. It was a different. It was a different place. It was this spiritual place that Kalei was traveling towards, journeying towards. The others lived there, some awesome holy place. Because of the great kedusha that they heard about from the Svar Maktoshim. Eretz Yisrael is the land where the, with the, with the air is machkim. The air makes you smart. The fruits are huge. This is what they, this is what they knew. Stepping for Dalat Amos in Eretz Yisrael is a kedusha like you've never experienced before. This is what they believed. And therefore they couldn't even imagine that there was such a place called Eretz Yisrael that, that it actually existed. They only knew about the dirt and the rocks in Europe. The Torah talks about, the Navi talks about how amazing and how holy Eretz Yisrael is. And Eretz Yisrael is depicted, all the borders, in Chumash, in the conquest of Yeshua. We know about it. But they couldn't imagine what it would look like in their eyes. What could this fantasy world look like? What are there, flying cars over there? Not that they had cars in Europe at that time, but they can't imagine. What could there be? Like, Malachim hanging around? That there could be an Eretz Yisrael in this world? Until they came to this place, and they, they were telling Rabbi Nachman this. And then we finally came here. They said, we finally saw that Eretz Yisrael is in this world. And Eretz Yisrael is just like just like Europe. And the earth 
the ground and the trees and the rocks. Really? It's the same. We have this back in Europe also. All that they imagined that Eretz would be was totally extinguished. Now I could say it. It wasn't some awesome holy place. It's a place of rocks. Like everywhere else. That special white, apparently this white dirt that they brought from Eretz was only some specific places, but most of Eretz is regular dirt like they have in Europe. But they said, the dirt's the same. Because in its appearance, in the way it looks, there's no difference. You look at a, you look at a picture, Eretz Yisrael, you look at a picture of Greece, you, there's no difference. You, you, you put two pictures up, you wouldn't be able to know which is which. Which country is which country? Lahavdil. Ve'afal pike says Rabbi Nachman, he kedoshim ma'od ma'od betachlis hakedushat sum v'norim ma'od. That even though it looks doesn't look any different, looks can be deceiving because be'emes Eretz Yisrael is kodesh kodesh kodesh. It's the holiest. Ashrei hazocha lahaluch sham afilu arba amos. Praiseworthy is a person who is Zoha to walk there even for Amos. Like all the Sarm talk about. So, Rabbi Nachman is telling us looks can be deceiving. These people who didn't appreciate the Kedusha of Eretzel, they had this expectation, this anticipation of some supernal land when they actually got there and they saw it in the physical reality it was the same so they are, all their dreams went away Rabbi Nachman says but you have to be a connoisseur you have to have a sensitivity to the subtlety of Kedusha because Kedusha takes a, a sensitivity it takes, it's very very subtle it's very idle people walk around again let's say the shuckling or people saying things very fancy things that doesn't mean that's Kedusha there's a sensitivity to Kedusha, to holiness. And it's usually in a place of Tzniyas. Kedusha comes with Tzniyas. Tzniyas does not mean wearing skirts below your knees. It, it might also mean that. But Tzniyas means a place of Yichud, a place of, of quiet, a place of connection between you and Kodesh Baruch Hu, you and yourself, a makam between a husband and a wife, a Yichud. Quite sneers. Kedusha can only be sensed in such a place. If you if you start to, you know, YouTubing Eretz Yisrael, you're not going to sense it's Kedusha. You need to go there. You need to stand in that place. You need to be one with the land in a quiet way. Not a mafursome, you know, public relations type of way. Come join our country. It's the holiest place. No. It's, it's, Go to the Kaisa Maravian in a quiet way, Yidavan. You feel the Kedusha there. But it's not going to be what people expect. I'm going to walk to Eretz Yisrael and feel this sense of electricity running through your body. Because it's not Chitonius. It's Epinemius. And those who have sensed it, I'll tell you, I'll tell you crazy. Not crazy. <clears throat> I was in Eretz Yisrael, like a lot of people I learned there in Eretz Yisrael. And I went back. I, was, I got married. I was, there for, I was there for about a year and I came here and I came back to America. And I was in America for probably, 
I don't know, maybe it was 10, 10 years, 10, 12 years, maybe. Maybe 10, 12 years before I'd gone back there to Israel. So I was in America seven, whatever, 10, 12 years. <coughs> and during that time, I started going to, to Rebbe Shirim from Rav Kook. Now, we know Rav Kook in Israel is like, it's like one. And I learned a lot from, from Rav Kook's expressions and his, the way he spoke about Eretz Yisrael. And there was a certain longing that I had to go back after having this ruts and build up inside of me from, from Rav Kook's words. And I still remember when I went back finally on the first trip. They've gone on these trips. I went back. I was on, I was able to go on the first one. And when I got off the plane, I was super, I was, I was excited. I couldn't, I couldn't contain myself. On the, on the Sherut, on the bus, from the airport to Yushalayim, I had never seen grass and stones like this before. Mamash. The grass and the stones, there was something different about it. After learning Rav Cook and having the way he just, the way Rav Cook does, I don't know if you ever learned Rav Cook. He has this way about him where he, he, he arouses a person's neshama. He arouses the holiness within a person. And specifically for Eretz Yisrael, for Kal Yisrael, you can't look at a rock and it's still the same anymore. You can't look at a blade of grass. It sings a different song. The, the grass out here in Woodmere is beautiful, but it just doesn't do it. The trees here are nice, but they don't, they don't sing the way they sing in Eretz Yisrael. There's a certain kedusha to it. But you have to be sensitive. Maybe you need to learn of Cook before you need to learn the panemius of Eretz Yisrael. The panemius, not the chitzonius. So he says, V'sipar, we'll go weiter here. He says, V'sipar, Rabbeinu Zechon Levrach HaZos. Rabbi Nachman was saying, Ki hu inyin nitzrach me'od l'kam enyanam. This concept, this inyin, to be able to sense the kedusha of something is needed in many places. Shebenei adam nevuchim bahem betausam. Because many people make mistakes. Ki yesh tom sovrim. Because many people make a mistake and they think, People think Kedusha is seen. That there's a certain way that a tzaddik looks, that Kedusha means only in a base medrash, only by Kosa Maravi. Right? People think Kedusha has a look to it. A white beard and payas, right? It sits us down to the ground. A talus maybe. Crying. That to, to be holy, to be dovuk, you need to have different, a different look, different movements than the regular. That's not true. That's not true at all. Now he could speak because he was a tzaddik. A tzaddik looks like every other person. He's a human being. So, so, if a tzaddik is a human being, he says... But he's a totally different Indian. In the Chitsonius, I hate to say it, but Sadiqim also go to the bathroom. They do. They do. They also get haircuts. Most of them. You know, once in a while you have like a rugged shover or, or a nausea. But they, they, they get haircuts. And they also need to try on pants. Sometimes the pants don't fit. It, it does happen. Right? They're, they're also humans. They, do, they also eat Cheerios. Some Sadiqim eat Cheerios. Not all of them, it's not possible, maybe. But, but they're a totally different Indian Lagami. The way they eat the Cheerios, the way they put those pants on. It's a totally different Indian. It's a different Indian. They're in a different place. They look the same. 
Ushar bin Adam ain't a bedemus of klal bemislamito. And the other people, they're ain't a bedemus of klal bemislamito. I don't think it means that they, they, they don't, they don't, they don't recognize, they don't see the emes like they should. Sheish kosher. So he says, "Kemosham Rabbeinu," like Rabbeinu said, and this is he's quoting the Sichas Aran. So in Lukutim Maran, Rabbi Nosson's bringing the whole Torah, Rabbi Nachman quoting the Sichas Aran. Kemosham Rabbeinu, sheish hakosher nidme shaholichim kar koshers v'dakin kemosham b'neid. Even in Ish Kosher, not just a tzaddik, in Ish Kosher, it looks like a human being. He also wears pants. And Eretz but Emes, is totally separate than every other land. It's totally different. But in looks, it looks the exact same. Unless you have that sensitivity. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody recently. Two people. One person told me he's learning in Eretz Yisrael now. There's a, there's a boy who's learning in Eretz Yisrael now. And he told me, Bamis, he doesn't feel any difference being learning in Eretz Yisrael, learning in America. He doesn't feel any difference. Fine. It's possible. But that's what he said. And another person told me, he said, I've been to Eretz Yisrael 40, 50 times. I've never really felt anything different. Of course, they're holy places, but I, I never really felt anything different. I said, what are you looking for exactly? What are, you, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the electricity? Because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Eretz Yisrael. Even, even in Yushalayim, in the, even in, in, by, the, by the Mikdash, in, by the Kosovo there's a lot of stuff that goes on. There's a lot of fanfare, there's a lot of chitzonius. Yes, it's special to go that first time because it's new. And every person goes again and again and therefore the, the externality of the Kosovo is not new anymore. So, does he get that? Does he feel the Kedusha or not? If a person's honest, he might not feel the Kedusha. Because Kedusha is a sensitive thing. It's not given to everybody. If a person is... A person's sensitivities of Kedusha is very dependent on his sensitivities towards Gashmias. The more Gashmias he's involved with and he's sensitive to, meaning he's involved with, the less he has the receptors of Kedusha. He can still make Kiddush, he gets to lot down and learn, but he won't sense Kedusha necessarily because he's putting all of his receptors in the physical world, which dulls. Well, Rabbi Nachman had a, uh, his belief that his, uh, the two worlds were not compatible, in what I read. Not compatible. Not compatible. So you're agreeing with what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm... 100% agree, but from what I read of Rabbi Nachman... The Chavos of himself says it. He says it's it. It's not compatible. In other words, this is something that we're trying to bridge uh, with everybody today. Um, uh, where does the sensitivity Kedusha, you know, begin or, or end? And where does... Uh, I don't want to use it. I have to use it, but the real world start. Okay. You know, everybody has to make a living, pay rent, has to eat, you know, put on pants, get a haircut. Pants. Uh, you need money for this, you know. Uh, I remember when I went to school, uh, uh, some days, I, I, uh, this is a true story. I mean, uh, I couldn't pay, I couldn't have cream cheese on the bagel. My, my allowance didn't allow it. I had to have butter on the bagel because... Bagel coffee butter was 25 cents. If you wanted the cream cheese, it was 50 cents. 
Now, I didn't have the extra 25. So what did I do? I waited till Sunday to have the cream cheese on the bagel as a special treat. And the one, that's what it is. And whether that starts small, but it's all the same thing. So it's what we really allocate. There are people who will go to Israel and live the life of Kedusha. They have to make a choice. And they're happy, whatever monies they, they glom together from family or, uh, you know. An, but there is a way, there is a way. There was a way. I had a, a very religious person once work for me. And I was so devastated, not devastated, but I was disappointed he left. He was going to Israel to live. He was so good. He had such a way about his being. In other words, uh, everything was calm. He did his job perfectly. Uh, he even stayed a little longer. came in a little early. Everything about him, there was an ethereal thing about him. He did a great job in, a, in the mush of an office with the language, with this, with that. He went about his Kedusha. And, but he had to go back home. He, yeah, he went back. He had to, to go Israel. back home. And the fact is, he'll never probably own anything in life. He'll he'll have a job. He'll pay his rent. Uh, Will he be happy? Probably. I don't. You know, that's a probably. You know, yeah, but probably. As I said, Rabbi Nachman, and, and he goes, and you just can't get up in the morning. It's very difficult to have the kedusha you want. And boom, Correct. You get that phone call at nine o'clock that blows your brain out. Over some deal that was supposed to happen, now suddenly the kedusha flies out the window. <laughs> the Chavaz says the Chavaz makes he makes this this cheshvan. and so if a person so that's what Rabbi Nachman is. It's a it's a very big friction, it's, yeah. and it's very tough. You have young fella. How old are you? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. He's got a chance though. He, well, he has to see. You got to see as a teacher. You got to see the background. If you go to DARS, are you, what school do you go to? Oh. DRS. What? DRS. Well, DRS, a good school. Let's continue, let's continue. We'll get back no, to... No, but in yeah. DARK, yeah. the teachers are taught, they have to be sensitive to every one of the students. This one has a divorced parent. This one... The, the, the teachers have to know that when a student answers a question, what the background of that student is. It, it's, it's important to the whole gestalt of how do you move that person forward? That's a certain. That's a, there's, that's a certain kedusha as well. That's a certain right. kedusha as well right. to be able to focus in on that. So Nachman says, Fine. In the gashmius sense, according to the way people look with their eyes, in Rome shum shinoi bein eretz yisrael sharotzos. You can't tell any difference. The way it looks outer in an outer way. Except for a person who's Zoha to believe in its Kedusha. That person could discern a little bit of the difference. Kedusha is a, you have to be a connoisseur, you have to be a bucky. And what, what, is it, what does Kedusha smell like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? It's not Pasha, it's nothing to do with what Gashmir tells you. Nothing. It could be the complete opposite. So to the tzaddikim and the nonashim kesherim, our ish kosher. In in its comparison, their comparison to the rest of the world, they in their movements, they look kesher ben adam, they look exactly like they wear yarmulke, they have faces, 
They have nose and an eyes and sometimes glasses, sometimes a beard, sometimes not. They look like everybody else. They don't look any different than Gashmas. Emes Lamito means to see the insides of something. The real Emes, the truth. We believe that they are totally different. And each kosher is just a different Inyan. This Inyan is very, very important to know for many Inyanim. To know that the world of Kedusha is not defined by Gashmis. It never was. It never will be. So we have, to, we have to start learning how to define Kedusha. What does it mean, Kedusha? Maybe Kedusha means... Who says Kedusha means a Gemara open? Of course it, it may also mean a Gemara open. But what happens if you have a person who has a Gemara open, but he's thinking about Genevas, let's say? Kedusha not... It's Kaddish? They have no idea what he's thinking. It's not Kaddish. What happens if a person who's sitting... Rabbis talk about it in all of the uh, swarm. That when we stand there, I, mean, I don't know about the Sadiqim over here. You know, I can't tell you what others, but it's very hard to push out uh, your daily activity. The morning is easier, but once you get to Midcha, it's very, it happens, it's very difficult. Day, it's very tough with the schmutz that went on during the day if you're involved in it. Well, do you remember what we discussed? Very tough. Was it last week, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago about Kedusha? Do you remember what we said? We defined according to Rabbi what Kedusha is. We said we were talking about when a person is going on a certain path and he's going to do something, a mitzvah, he's going on a, a, to do a mitzvah or something. Every move you make is towards that goal. And says Rabbi praiseworthy are we that we are part of Kedusha's Am Yisrael. Remember that? Sikh, I don't remember what Sikh Yud, Sikh Yud Aleph. And we, I was discussing what is it, what's the Kedusha? What does he mean, Kedusha? So we explained over there, <coughs> and it's the same over here. Kedusha is when you take an animal out of a flock and you say that this animal is designated for the base of Mikdash. You've designated, you've pinpointed. You are now focused on this animal. You say to a lady, You are now designated, you are now holy to me. She cannot be married to any other man now. She is specifically focused, designated to this one man. That's Kedusha. So when we have, we said then, we'll just repeat it now, because you didn't remember, when a person makes his life goal about Dveikis to Kaddish Baruch Hu, if that's your ultimate goal, Dveikis, then everything that you do in your day, whether it's Ruch Nisagashmias, is going to be guided towards that goal called Dveikis, and therefore everything becomes Kaddish. Everything becomes holy, because if you keep that goal in mind, then everything is focused towards Dveikis. You can go to work in such a way. But further than that now, now we're going to another level of Devekis. I didn't even realize the subtleties so much in, uh, in Rabbi Nachman, sometimes until now. But when we're talking about <coughs> Kedusha, 
it's good to have the goal. That's very important. But if we, we can't trick ourselves. If we say, yeah, my goal is Devekis, right? Misil Sharm says, Rabbi Nachman says, the Svarmak Divin says, the goal is Devekis. But day to day, your mind is not designated, focused on Devekis. So then who are you tricking? We have to start slowly designating our mind for more in Yanam of Kedusha. Tveikis. Our mind has to be de- designated more for davening. I'm going to daven now. This is my thing. It doesn't, it does, it doesn't mean it's just no, nothing's going to come into your head. But slowly but surely, we have to make a focus. Focus. We have to designate our time and our, our essence towards the Kedusha. Even though, of course, we go to work. And we, like the Alter Rebbe says. Would you like to ask, I'm just curious, if you had the opportunity and Rob Salamantri was before you, I, I would love to ask him, Rabbi, can you tell me what's in your head when you do Shema Nashray? He would probably tell you. I'd like to, I mean, he... HaKadosh Baruch I mean... He was a very misunderstood person of Salvatric. he didn't chuckle either. He was, he was on the, you know what they say, I don't know who quote, maybe if Schechter quotes this, or if Salvechik said about himself, everybody wants Salvechik's mind, but nobody wants Salvechik's heart. That's what he said. It's like one of my rabbis when I grew up says, everybody wants to be born Jewish, die Jewish, be born mitzvah Jewish, everybody wants, live Jewish? A little bit of a different statement. <laughs> no, a little bit, just more. <laughs> no, but 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 Joseph people did. <coughs> they thought he was all in the in, in the intellect. He was very very connected uh, to a Kaddish Baruch in a way of Vegas. He was very very connected. All the Salvatrics. they were they were they were Anashim Achayim Lagamri. We don't understand that whole Salvatric family. We, they were totally different types of people. Yeah. But Kedusha, we have to start. We have to start focusing more. More on the aspects of kedusha, like the Alter Rebbe says. Alter Rebbe says you can go to work, no problem. You could use your hands and do your stuff, but who says your heart has to be in that place? Now, the external brain has to think about work, obviously, but the internal brain. What do you really want? I really want to go back to the, to shul to daven. That's what I really, really want. Right now, I can't, but I really want that. Where's your heart? Is your heart loving work? Is it all into work, or is it? Only there temporarily, but I can't wait to get back to the Kedusha. Shul, my family maybe, learning, davening, doing chesed. Where does a heart want to be? That's the Kedusha of the person. What's he really focused on? So slowly but surely, we have to make that which is Iker, the main Iker, and the Tafel, Tafel. Because when you, when you try to switch, when you have the Tafel be the Iker, and the Iker be the Tafel, so when you're down in Shemona Esrei, like the Baal Shem says, during Shemona Esrei, everybody thinks, not everybody, people think about work. But who during work thinks about Shemona Esrei? That's, that's, a, that's a big kasha on us. Like I told the guy once, I said to him, I said, um, what did I say to him? I said, uh, I said, make sure when you, I said, make sure when you go to work, I said, make sure when you go to work, you take some big, I'm semi-joking and I'm not passing anything like this. I said, when you go to work, make sure you take big coffee breaks. Because if you go upstairs and during learning, you took big coffee breaks, but during work, you were very serious, 
you're going to have to pay for that. You have to, where are we, where are we aligned? Where are we focused? Well, that's the book, uh, we, we just was here, but the uh, sanctity of the heart. Build like Mishkan Evna. Build, build a sanctuary in the heart. That's exactly what he's trying to do. He's trying to guide a person, step by step, building within his heart, to a life of, of, of Kedusha, a life of Holocaust. The problem of is, with all due respect to anybody here, <laughs> as I used to say to, uh, to my Rebbe, that whatever, I'd have to be a retread. I'd have to be a retread to, to achieve based on what we expect of the people today, whether you're older, younger, to get to this, the Vegas, you have to be a retread because our society that we're in is so corrupted. And what we see, like uh, Rabbi Weinberger goes into all the time, how we have to protect the eyes. It's it's uh, the kedusha starts with the eyes. Yeah, I'll make an admission. You know what? I, you know what my biggest challenge is now? Not to look at the New York Post. A simple thing like that to stop. Looking at schmutz. Baruch Hashem, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. People understand that we, we, we can't stop. We are, we're, we're conditioned to do these things that what the eye sees. The heart then goes and then you go after it. And, it, and we oh. say it every day in Shema and the back. And you say, what, what a kabbalah. They, they thought of this day one. And we're here day, well, what year? 57, 58, yeah. and we're still trying to figure it out. But Lamaisa nowadays, because of because of the craziness, if a if a person has a little bit of MS in their life, if they can think a little bit clearly, and they take a look around and they say, This is really insane what's going on. I mean, it's absolute insanity. Insane. It should be able to push a person towards seeking where's the MS? what's going on over here? There has to be something in this world. And it's not always found in the Gemara. It's not always found necessarily in the Chumash. Of course, those are books of Emes. But that might not bring you necessarily to the Emes. You need to look for something else potentially. Because if you're, if you're opening the Gemara and then the next day you're, you're, and then you're looking at the New York Post, there, there's something off over here. There's something off. And you're living in a world where you have a... Uh, as mad as Hitler was. You have a man over this guy, Putin, wakes up every morning. He's just physically destroying... Every day, block by block. Not only the physicality, but the people that live there. Lamai said it's better not to listen to the news, as we discussed many times. But what I'm saying to you is a kedusha to not listen to the news. Here, you have probably very uh, observant Jews there. uh, Probably a big, big uh, Lubavitch community, probably no doubt. In in, and these people are, are, are like being blasted out of the universe. Even if they're not physically harmed at that particular day, the, the society around them is crumbling. Mm. Again, so it's when, crumbling. So when the Chitzonius, this is that we end with, and we're going to finish next week. I didn't even want to start the second half yet. It wasn't shy. No, no, it's great. It's nine o'clock. But when the Chitzonius is crumbling, and if you look at the Chitzonius, even though we're not living in Ukraine, but you look at the Chitzonius, and it beets him, it's not solid, it's so flimsy, you need to start looking for something else. Don't just complain and become despondent about the crumbling universe, which most people do. Look for something deeper. 
Look for the Kedusha. Look for the spirituality. Look for the Vegas. There is stuff in this world that's behind all of this fake facade that's the real Kvias. And from there you get a real Simcha, you have a real Kedusha, you have a real Dveikas. And if we look hard enough, we'll find it. So next week we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of this inner work that we have to work on.